you, Jesus. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. You have a Bible tonight for a few minutes. Turning to the book of Acts, chapter 13. I'm going to begin with verse 14 of the 13th chapter of the book of Acts. Verse 14 said, But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. And then Paul stood up, <clears throat> beckoning with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and ye that fear God, give audience. Verse 17. The God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with an high arm brought he them out of it. Everybody said praise the Lord. I'd like to work for just a little minute here. Exalted in the land. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. It is important to remember that the Bible, in Jesus doing some teaching, he said it on this wise. He said, if you go to something, he said, choose the lower seat that you might be bidden up in the feast or whatever it is you're at to a higher seat and that you wouldn't put yourself up and then have to be told to sit down in some lower place. And so he was teaching about he that exalteth himself shall be abased. Don't like that trip to the basement. And, uh, but rather, that if you're abasing yourself, if you're being humble, if you're staying in the lower position, then he said you can be lifted up and God can do it. God knows how to exalt his people. And he certainly does that with the people that are humble before him. In our world in which we live, there are people that are of, shall we say, the Nimrod-like spirit, and they're mighty hunters before the Lord. And he's well aware of their pursuits and their desires in this world, and that he did in the New Testament use the term mammon, and that that's the false god of greed and riches, and how that people, it's been said that money I want you to hear me now. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. It's that greed. And some people just love it. And they'll do anything for it and to get it and to amass it and compile it. But I want you to understand something. In this world in which we live and how we were shown in shadow and type that God's people found themselves in the world. And they were a special people 
because there were people that God trusted his truth with. They were a people that knew that there was but one God. And in the, in the land, there were so many gods and so, many, so much polytheism and all different sneaky little ways of uh, the enemy getting them to worship different things that God had forbidden and said he'd have no other God before him, no other whatsoever, that he's a jealous God. And so in the midst of Egypt, in the midst of a land of polytheism, here was the people of God, and they were abased. They were slaves. They were getting beat up every day. They were working in the hot sun, and they were working and laboring for little of nothing, just trying to eke out an existence. And yet your Bible teaches that there came a day because they called upon the Lord and because God's word would be fulfilled, and everything was timed. I tell you that I met a a Jewish, a practicing Jewish doctor the other day, right here at a restaurant in town. And I stopped in to just put some of our, our cards in, our invitations to reload and get that ready. And um, I saw this man, and, and they wear a kippah, is the Hebrew word, or a yarmulke, which is the uh, Yiddish word. And it signifies that there the man is a practicing Jew. And uh, so <clears throat> I invited him to our church, and he asked me a question. He wanted to know how we got in the kind of shape we're in in our country today. And I told him, well, the only answer I can give you is that prophecy is going to be fulfilled. There are things that are, have been foretold, and they're in the Scripture, and they're going to come to pass. And that uh, before the end comes, there are things that we as the church, we're going to go through. And uh, I am saying that to you, that in Egypt, there were things that they went through, but God timed everything. God worked everything out. And when it looked so bad, it was what I told this practicing Jew. I said, it's going to be good for us. I said, because it's going to cause us to pray. In a time of tribulation, in a time of adversity and hard time and sorrow, the circumstances that we find ourselves in is going to cause us to call upon the Lord, to become more dependent upon the Lord and less dependent upon the things of this life. And uh, that taking place, I want you to understand that God said, and Paul reiterated, in the midst of all of their difficulties and all of their troubles, that God sent a deliverer, and God was answering their prayers as they were feeling very oppressed. They were feeling very put down. They were feeling the negative effects of everybody and everything going on all around them. And, and then the Scripture teaches, though, that God, God exalted them. And that's what you and I have got to realize, that you can't let the devil beat you down. You can't believe his lie for a moment, that you are, you are above, among the greatest. You are being called by him who is the highest, and he calls you. He calls you by his name. He declares north, south, east, and west that my people called by my name, that they're going to come forth. And they're going to be caught up in the first resurrection. And so shall they ever be with the Lord. 
Oh, my friend, what a great day it's going to be. Out of the midst, the elders said, who are these people that are coming out of this? Who are they? And John the rebel, he said, I don't know. Who are they? You tell me. You know everything. And he said, these are they that came out of great tribulation. These are they that went through the struggle. They went through the battle. They ran the race. They knew who they were. They knew who they served. They knew the name above every name. And they lived for the day of the first resurrection when the last trump would sound. The dead in Christ would rise first, and we which are alive and serving him and doing his will be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be. And the book went on to say, comfort one another with these words. And another place said that there was a book of remembrance written of those that would speak often one to another in the name of the Lord. These are the things we're discussing. These are the things we're talking about. These are the things that we're praying about. These are the things that we're looking forward to. We don't want to get distracted. We don't want to get confused. We don't want to go in wrong directions, left or right or backwards, God forbid. We want to press toward the mark for the prize, for the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. We don't want to lose our vision. We don't want to lose our focus. We don't want to allow anything to get us all mixed up here. We want to keep it sharp and crystal clear that I'm in the church. I have the Holy Ghost. I'm baptized in Jesus' name. I'm washed in the blood. And I've got the greatest, highest God of all. And I am exalted in the land because of this great truth and this great experience. And everybody said hallelujah. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Please remember tonight who you are, that the God of this people chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers, and we are surely strangers. We're not, we're not involved with the things that everybody else is involved with. They're living for this life. When they came to Jesus and they began to try it, one of the times that they began to try to trick him and tempt him and catch him in his words, and, you know, people always think they're so smart, only to have the Lord show them how dumb they were. You know, it's amazing. It's quite amazing. Natural thinking is foolishness to God. And so uh, they asked him, and they said, Jesus, you, you know what the law teaches. And the woman's husband died, and brother came in and married her, and then uh, he died, another one, and it went through seven brothers. She outlived them all. I don't know what she ate for breakfast in the morning, but it must have been some healthy stuff. And uh, she outlived them all. And the book said that they thought now, being so smart, they said, well, tell us, Master, in the resurrection, who's, whose wife is she going to be? Because there were seven of them. And Jesus said, you err concerning the Scripture. And you don't know anything about the power of God. He said, you know what? Those that are counted worthy, to be in the resurrection. He said they're like the angels. They neither marry nor are given in marriage. You, you've got to get your mind in the right frame here. You've got to start looking into the book. You've got to start getting your mind on things that are from above. You've got to start setting your affection on things that are above and not on things that are on the earth. You've got this all mixed up. People have got baptism mixed up. People have got one God mixed up. 
People have got holiness mixed up. People have got what church is all about mixed up. People have got soul winning and what the church should be doing all mixed up. There are people that cancel church tonight because of what the world is doing. I'm not interested in what they're doing. I'm interested in what the highest is doing. Let me be a part of what the highest is doing. I want to be among that people that God has exalted in the land and said, these are my people. Jesus said, he that heareth my sayings and doeth them, I'll show you to whom he's like. It's the kind of person that digs deep, builds their foundation on a rock. And when the storm comes, their house stands. Not like the one that hears and doesn't do and doesn't dig deep. And the same storm came. And when it hit that house, because it was built without a foundation, it fell. And great was the fall of it. Let us hear what the Lord has to say. Let us hang in. Let us not lose direction. Daniel's writings and prophecy told it that people were going to fall, not talking about a great falling away, just that there would be some that would fall and that it would try others. It would test others. You've got to ask yourself. It doesn't, you've got to tell yourself, no matter what anybody does, I stay with the church. No matter what anybody does, I stay with chapter and verse. No matter what anybody says, no matter what kind of threats or, or put-downs come along, I'm going to stay with the Word of God. I'm going to stay, and God will exalt you. God will see as you enter the closet, you shut the door, and you pray to Him in secret. He'll reward thee openly, the book said. God opens doors. God makes a way. God does things for His people that nobody can scratch their head and they can't figure it out. They just can't figure it out. But we know what it is. It's our God. It's our great God. His name is Jesus. His name is above every name. He is holy. He is mighty. Oh, praise Him tonight. Come on and lift your heart with your hands. Oh, I love you, Jesus. And I praise Thee, O God. And I worship Thee, O King. And I thank You for exalting us, pulling us out of the fire, pulling us out of the horrible pit, pulling us out of sin and misery and degradation, O Lord. Thank You, Jesus, for exalting us with a high and a mighty arm, with much authority and power. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and love him. Come on and praise him tonight. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We haven't taken our offering yet. I'm going to put the men up here. We're going to have a good victory march tonight, okay? You can bring your offering, your tithing tonight. All right, Brother uh, Sergeant, help uh, Brother Colbert out.